And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Don't make it up. Let's actually make some... <laughs> And see, I came up with more... Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Sadie Burbank. Miss Burbank, you are back from beautiful downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. I am indeed, yes. So, do you have a good time? You win? Jackpot? No, no big jackpots, but I played a really, really long time on their money. Oh, really? Which is what we call winning in our house. Yes. Um, yeah, I actually, um, the first few hours that I was there, I actually kept hitting enough that I paid, I played pretty much the, the whole next day on that. Just, just in good payoffs, and I, I just had a, a knack this week for picking good machines. Right on. Ernie, not so much. He, bless his heart, he, you know, I was raking it in, he was putting it out. You know? Right. But that's that's okay. Uh, it's better than both of us putting it out, and nobody raking it in. That's you know? true. And uh, but we had a lot of fun. Had one machine I had. You know, you get free games on a lot of machines. You know, that's their part of their payoff is you know. You get the bonus round, you know, and you get X number of free games. And this one machine, I actually got 153 free games. Oh. I, it just kept paying me game after game, and you know, session after session. Right, right. And I just get down to the last game and I go, ah, here's another 23 free games, you know, or some shit. And that would have been lovely, except the machine was so incredibly loud. And no, I couldn't fix the volume. I tried. Okay. <laughs> I actually sat with my fingers in my ears and leaning back as far away from that machine as I could. It was so loud. I told her, I said, my ears are going to ring for a month afterwards. It was just insanely loud. I was embarrassed. People around us, you know, I mean, we were, there were machine, people all nearby everywhere. And I thought, God, these people are probably wishing this thing would shut the fuck up. And so was I, you know. But, uh, you know, you can't stop it. It's just going on 153 games. I walked out of there with 90-something dollars off that machine, and I told Ernie, I said, damn, that was, I haven't worked so hard for 90, <laughs> 90 bucks in a long time. Right. He had one right next to mine, and it was loud, too, but his didn't have as much opportunity. He didn't get that many free games out of his, you know, and so... But mine just went, kept on going and going, and I'd get down to, like, the last two or three games of a run, you know, and i think, good, it's going to finally be over. Wait, wait, you have another 23 free games. And I was like, oh, my God. But it finally did stop. How many days total? We were there from Sunday afternoon, late, uh-huh. uh, till Wednesday morning. We oh, very out. nice. Nice yeah, little stretch. Yeah, it, it was very nice. We had a wonderful time, great food. I was going to that because... The last time you went to... I was bitching about the M's Buffet. Yes, yes, I was. And and we thought about... I told Ernie, I said, do you want me to even call that guy? He says, oh, the hell with him. Let's forget it. <laughs> so, sorry about your problem, M, but we're not coming back. But um, 
I don't know if I actually said anything on that show or not. I may have said sometime in the past about how the Harris Properties um, buffets had really gone downhill f- in our estimation over the last couple of years. Uh-huh. And so much so that we really weren't interested in going anymore. The last time we went uh, was to the Paris Buffet, and it was just a sad memory of the way it had been. And But... We got a new Visa card, you know, they sent out if you get, because we get these rewards, you know, all the time. And, but the thing is, if you don't do something with them or go in the, to their casinos on a fairly regular basis, you lose your points. Right. And that's how you get your comps and everything. So they sent us this thing and said, you know, get this Visa card and then all you have to do is buy something every now and then and you keep, get to keep your points. Right so on. We thought, oh, okay, that's cool. And so, Ernie signed up for it, and they sent the card, and along with it, they sent a thing, a freebie for, uh, you know, that buffet of buffets, you know, where you pay X number of bucks and you get to buffet for 24 hours, right, right. you know, for yeah. nothing. Well, this was free for the two of us, and all we had to do was go to the one of their casinos, go to the Players Club, and check in with them, and then they would fix it all up so we could go to the buffets for 24 hours. And it was all, like, free. So I said, well, you know, shit, good or bad, it's free, you know. I can eat anything if it's free. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. So we went to the Players Club. We got signed up, and they gave Ernie a platinum card. Up to now, we've been gold, which sounds great, but it's also the lowest rung on the ladder. Oh, is it? Uh, So they gave him a platinum card. So I go, well, how come I don't get a platinum card? Because you don't have a card in your name. I said, this is my name, too. Well, you have to get one in your own name. Well, fuck you very much. I'll just use his, you know? (laughs) Yeah, really. So anyhow, when we went in, uh, from there, we went to breakfast. That was our plan. We were going to do breakfast at the Rio and dinner somewhere else. And, or at another buffet in the bunch. Right. And so we, we went in and there was, first of all, it was, uh, Columbus Day weekend and there was virtually nobody in Vegas. It was, it was primo for us because we're not big on crowded. Right. Casinos anyhow. Uh, and so we went in and, uh, the lady goes, did you know that there's a special entrance for platinum card holders? And we go, oh yeah, but we sort of, you know, just got it and our you know we're not used to it yet well it's okay you're here you know so anyhow we went in and the buffet was marvelous breakfast buffet at the real it was great it was really good much 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 improved over the last time we had eaten there so we played there for a while we got i got to play judge judy machine that was fun it was a a double machine and so we could sit together on on a bench seat you know and play it was it was fun but I love Judge Judy. Ernie, not so much, but he was kind and let me play it. And so then we got tired of playing there. And so we went down to Harrah's and we played there for a while because Ernie wanted to eat at Paris. Want to try their buffet for dinner. Right. And so we played at Harrah's for a while. Their machines, they also had some new machines, but not so much. Mm-hmm. Right. So we went over to Paris. Or that way over to Paris. I'm going different directions with my hands. Um, and by that time it had gotten late enough, we decided we'd eat supper first and then go play. 
So we went to the buffet, and we, <laughs> there was this long line of people waiting. It was like only, I don't know, 20 to 4 or something like that. But they were served, they start serving the dinner buffet at 3. And there was a long line. And, but then I saw the sign that said platinum card holders this way. <laughs> so I go, Ernie, go in here. He goes, no, no, no. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Read the sign, you know. And he goes, oh, okay. So we went in and they were just like all over them. So, oh, we're so glad you're here and na, 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 you know, shit like that. So we went in, we sat down and I didn't realize it at the time, but the woman had written this card, you know, and she had written platinum on it, you know, and she had, she had said, you know, please fill this card out when you're through with your meal and tell us what you think. You know. So we, you know, they, they put the paper on the table and we just went over to start, you know, getting our plate full. And the, our waiter, we weren't 10 steps away from the table and he was all over. So, Would you like some complimentary wine with your meal? You know, and shit like that. Cause I had just said I want iced tea cause they ask you, that's the only buffet I ever have gone to where they ask you right then as you're paying what you want to drink. Right. You know, it's like this, um, there's this place in, uh, Victorville, where, or Hesperia, actually, where, uh, they had Chinese food on one side of the restaurant and Japanese on the other side. Huh. And, you go in to get seated, and the first thing the guy says to you, not how many people are you, but what kind of food do you want? I'm like, well, I don't fucking know what kind of food I want. I haven't even looked at the goddamn menu yet. What do you mean? Right. I didn't quite say it like that, but I wanted to. You know, and he goes, well, and instead of saying, well, we serve Japanese food in this restaurant and Chinese food in this restaurant, and they're both part of the same group, so we just kind of wanted to know which did you want, you know, it, no. It's like, well, you have to decide. And I'm like, what? You know, I mean, I I was not happy to start with. And you, you can't do that to me. You know, you I, I really like a little stroking. Right. Okay? A little hugging with my screwing, if you will. I want to, I don't want to, I don't know what I fucking want to eat yet. I haven't even got even sat down, you know. Anyhow, I said, ah, iced tea, I guess, you know. And I don't know whether they charged for the beer and wine or not. I think they did, but anyhow. So he was all over, oh, don't you, would you like some free wine with your meal? No, thanks, just tea. So we went, and at, every time we turned around, he was, oh, I got some crab legs with my salad. Ooh, and the that thing, good. they do nice thing there with the crab legs. They do it in a lot of, of the upscale buffets. They slice them horizontally uh-huh. so you don't have to fight with them, which I really like because yes. I hate fighting with seafood. I'm not a seafood eater to start with. Don't make me fight for it, too. I'll just do without, <laughs> you know. So um, uh, anyhow, I sat down. I had I had... I think two pieces of crab legs, you know. And he came up and he, would you like me to get you some more and warm them up for you? And I go, mm, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm good, you know. Right. I'm having salad and cold crab legs are good. I'm, I'm all right with that. And I don't know. It was one thing after another. He was all over us. So we filled out the thing after dinner, you know, and I said, good, 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 good. And then I said, because I, I told Ernie, I said, you can't just, we can't, I don't feel right just putting, uh, checking off the numbers of good or excellent or whatever. You know? Right. So I, I 
I one complaint that I do have with that particular buffet, they never heat their rolls. They never have. And so I said, I prefer, ordinarily, I said, ordinarily, I prefer my rolls to be heated. And our plates could have been picked up in a more timely fashion. Actually, the guy never did pick them up. Well, I mean, he did. But we were already sitting down eating our second plate full before he came and picked up our first plate. That's right. not cool in a buffet. You don't do that. Platinum or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, but I told the woman when I, and then I said, you know, uh, the food was really much, much improved over what we'd had the last time we were there and we liked it, blah, blah, blah. So I told the woman when I handed the card back to her, I told her, I said everything. I said, the food is 100% better than it was the last time we were here a couple of years ago. And she was glad to hear that. And I said, I just made a couple of comments on the bottom of the card because, you know, just suggestions of, of, small things that could be improved, you know, because I don't want to think I was bitching about it. I wasn't. Right, right. I wasn't. But, you know, what's why can't they warm the rolls? Hello. That's not hard to do. No. And it's not hard to keep them warm and pick the fucking plates up. I mean, what is that? That's reasonable, I thought. So, but anyhow, the food at the, at those two Harris properties, anyhow, is vastly improved over the last time we were there. Good so deal. kudos to them for that. Because now we will be interested in going back. Right, you know, absolutely. Before I was like, eh, okay, I'll go because Ernie wanted to go. You know, that sort of thing. Right. So, But the, the food also was good at Orleans. The machines were good at the Orleans. They got a lot of new machines in. This one section, um, <clears throat> people that know the Orleans, it's, uh, it's the aisle down uh, beside Friday's. All new machines in there. Almost, well, not... 100%, but probably 80% new machines in there. Uh, and so that's cool. The only thing is that is also the section where they have the shittiest chairs. And I am a real chair freak. I really am. I have short legs. I don't like chairs where my feet can't reach the floor because then my my legs dangle like a three-year-old and, and it cuts off the circulation in my upper, you know, behind my knees, right, right, and my feet wind up going to sleep, or I have to sit forward enough that I can put my feet on the floor, and then my ass goes to sleep. You know, either way, it sucks. And not the whole casino isn't that way, but just that one section, which is where all the new, better machines are. Nice. You know. So I told her, I said, someday when, when I haven't anything else to do, I want to be the chair tester <laughs> for places like that, because they suck. And it wasn't just theirs. Paris has shitty chairs. Who else has shitty chairs? Uh, Reno, or Rio, rather, wasn't so bad. Their chairs weren't so bad. Neither were the Harris chairs. They were pretty good. Uh, and some of the chairs at Orleans are cool because they do have, uh, watchies that go up and down. So you can actually raise and lower them. Oh, okay. Which is real, yeah, watchies. <laughs> no, I wasn't like that. It was like this. Anyhow, um, you can actually raise or lower the chair. And so that, for me, works really well. Because, like I said, I got short legs. I can't help it. It is what it is. You know, and they're no better for anybody that's really tall either. They, they just don't fit people. Right. You know. So I, I, have, a, I have a chair thing. I'm sorry. i just the way I am. So anyhow. But uh, other than that, it was great. We had a wonderful time. We had, yeah, it was, it was super. Came home with money. Not a lot, but... Seed money for the next trip. Right, absolutely. You know. 
and uh, enjoyed ourselves. Everybody was nice. It was so nice not to have anybody running all over us. We stopped at uh, State Line on the way out, uh -huh. went to uh, Prim. They have new machines in there. Ernie wanted to have uh, breakfast at the Pancake House. The original Pancake House is at Prim now. And he loves that pancake house. She's playing in the bathtub. Here she's back. She's out. Um, they have an original pancake house there, and he wanted to eat breakfast there. Since we were leaving town, we decided to leave and not eat at the buffet, but go to the pancake house. So we went, and there they got a whole bunch of new machines now that they didn't have the last time we were there. Because last time we were there, we weren't too excited about playing there because the machines weren't that great. Right. Uh, so we played there for a while. We ate at the Pancake House. Great food, great service. Everything was good. Then we went next door to Bill's. Besides the guy that, that was walking around being a security guard, there may have been two other people in that casino besides ourselves. Really? I mean... It, you could yell fire and not get arrested. It, there was nobody. Nobody was there. Nobody was there. The machines were okay as far as the payoffs and stuff like that. But I told Ernie after a few minutes, I said, honey, we've got to go back either there or across the street to Pete's because I said, it stinks in here so bad I can't stand it. It smelled like a garbage pit. Really? Every trash can or garbage receptacle that uh -huh. they had out there, you know, for... When you walk by and toss your toss your cup or whatever when you're through with it, right? None of them had been emptied in probably a week, and I mean that place stunk. It was nasty. And what which? This was Bill Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay. Casino. I told Ernie. I said if the casino's this bad, imagine what the rooms must be like. Oh, it was just filthy smelling. I, there was a bar. There were a couple of people sitting at the bar because you know they have. Uh, poker machines a lot of times embedded in the bar. So That's you where you'll see me. Drink yeah. and play. Well, I don't drink when I gamble because I get stupid when I drink and I don't want to be stupid when I'm gambling because I wind up spending a way lot more money than I need to. Anyhow, um, all of those receptacles in that vicinity also stunk and I don't know how the people could stand it that were there at the bar, you know. Anyhow, uh, so we went back. I said, we could go to Pete's or Prim. I don't care, but I want to get out of here. Right. Can't. And he doesn't <coughs> He doesn't smell things as, uh, no, things aren't as noticeable to his nose as they are to mine. Right. Because he has nasal issues, uh, but even he could smell it. And he said, no, because I said, maybe you don't notice it. He goes, no, I notice it. Yeah. So we... Went back over to Prim. We didn't go over to Pete's. Went back over to Prim, hung out there for a while, and then stopped in Baker at the Greek and had really great dinner, sandwiches, and came home. So I had a wonderful time. Very cool. Wonderful trip. Great everything. And I liked that nobody was... There? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there were people there, but... Uh, and it was busy down on the Strip. It's always busy on the Strip because yes. that's where a lot of people think Vegas is happening. You know, right. Some people come to Vegas, they think they didn't go there unless they go to the Strip. You know, they miss downtown altogether. They miss the outlying casinos, which is a shame because they're really great casinos outlying, you know, and downtown's a lot of fun. So, anyhow, that's my, my Vegas trip. 
Thank you very, very cool. much. Yeah, it was great. Well, I'm glad to have you back. Thank you. It was good to be back. You know, it's like you go off thinking, oh, I can't wait to get to Vegas, you know. And then third day in, you're like, oh, God, I can't wait to go home to my bed. <laughs> oh, please get me home to my bed. So, yeah. Um, Believe it or not. Yes. Last week, I recorded one podcast. That's it. Really? Good for you. And um, because all the other podcasts were ahead. Yes, we did. We did extras, so so, we'd be ahead. so the only thing that I needed to, to worry about was you know recording one podcast, and that was it. And I pretty much I I sat and watched Netflix. I watched a real, and you will dig it. You, I know you. You will dig this documentary. I talked about last night when we uh, podcasted with the kids, Rebecca and Aaron. Uh-huh. I told them about it. It's called a band called Death, oh. and what it does. Is it starts? It starts in 1971 in Detroit. No, but actually, it does. It starts in in 1971 in Detroit City, and um, it's these three black brothers, and they're very musically inclined. They're very talented, and you know, back then it was neither if if you're if you're inclined to do music, it was Motown, right? You know, right. But they were interested in The Who. They were interested in, in Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix. All the heavy stuff. And yeah. they kind of stood out with a sore thumb. Yeah. And that's the music they played. Well, the music that they developed and played was considered punk rock. But the only problem was is punk rock wouldn't come out for another 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. So they were actually ahead of their time. Hmm. They went to studio, they did the recordings, they did everything, and they almost had, well, they had the, the deal, but they, they almost had a chance to actually make money, but they had to change their, their band name of Death. And the, the, the reason the name Death is a very spiritual quest for the brothers. Mm. And I won't, because I really want you to see this, okay. and I, I want to talk about it All after right. you see it. And he's like, no, I don't care how much money you give me. No, I won't. Because, it, again, it, it, it had a, a spiritual meaning behind it. It was just much, yeah. it was more than just a name. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it's called A Band Called Death, and it is on Netflix. Okay, cool. Very good film. Have to check it out. Just have to check it out. And then um, on the Ayotnom animated movie front, mm-hmm. we have a lead female uh-huh. um, I, I had been talking with the, the lady for about two weeks and I had an opportunity to you know email with the husband a couple of weeks and and fortunately for me the husband was, is just as much as a comic book nerd as I am oh that's good so when they sit down to talk about it the husband's like are you kidding do it you know so Very so we good. have Excellent. we have uh our cast is filling up. Yes. Excellent. It's coming along quite nicely. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, speaking of cast, we yes. saw Gravity. Oh, how was that? Excellent. It was excellent. Excellent. It, you, you have to like the genre. Okay. If you don't care for the genre, uh, interstellar travel, right. I guess you could say. Sci-fi? Uh, no. Or not so much no, sci-fi. No, not sci-fi. Uh, uh Interstellar travel. If you don't care for that, 
if you didn't like any Star Trek, you wouldn't like Gravity. Okay. Um, if you don't like Sandra Bullock, you won't like Gravity. She play, if, she's a big role in it? Oh, yeah. If you like her and you like that sort of flick, it's excellent. Excellent. And it, we saw it in 3D. I was going to ask you if yeah. you've seen it in 3D. We saw it in 3D at the Hesperia Theater, actually. Really? And, yeah. Well, we took a chance. You know, they started out by saying they had reserved seating and yeah, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, off-putting. Uh, but when we went, we bought the ticket, and they didn't say anything about it. So I asked the woman, I said, you know, what's with the reserved seating thing? And, oh, that didn't go over so well, so we don't do it anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's no, good no, to know yeah. because, uh, you know, that was one thing that kept us from coming in. You know, I wish they would do more advertising because people don't know that about no. them. So, But anyhow, good flick. I recommend it highly. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, better, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past to relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, better, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. 
Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. And then I told you I was going to watch, uh, I recorded an Ellen show because she was going to have Miley Cyrus on it. Oh, yes. Okay. Tell me about it. Well, you know, I have a lot of respect for Ellen. Yes. I like her as an entertainer. Uh, what I know of her uh, as a person, I have a lot of respect for. Um, and so I was interested to see her take on Miley. And interestingly <laughs> enough, the uh, the subject of her, and she was actually the only uh, guest on the show. Oh, really? That that show. Uh, their whole focus was on this whole uh, thing that you and I talked the about twerking. on the previous podcast: the twerking and the the tongue, and you know all of that, the ball riding and right. the video and all of that. And and she started out by introducing her as one of the most talented and smartest young women in the industry that she knows. Interesting. Okay. I That's what I thought. I said to myself, really, what about her? It makes her smart and talented to Ellen. I, I you know, I, I seriously wanted to know. You know? Right. Well, and then she did, uh, she came out and t- sat and talked, they talked and they, they went right into it and started talking about the, the, the twerking, thing and and Miley tried to play it off as it was a joke it was intended to be funny it wasn't intended as a serious sexual maneuver or anything like that it was just intended to be funny and um I I didn't buy that because I used to have a sister-in-law who used to say whatever came into her head about somebody and if they resented it and commented on it, she'd say, oh, I was just kidding. I didn't really mean it. I was just kidding. Ah, but if okay. they didn't ca- catch her on it, if they didn't say anything about it, she never would cop to kidding. Okay? Right, right. <clears throat> so when somebody's asking her, when in this case, Miley, uh, you know, what was that about? And she, well, oh, it was just intended as a joke. Well, yeah, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. And then... Uh, they start talking about the tongue thing. What's with the tongue thing? Well, according to her, she has um, uh, an aversion, let's say, to having her picture taken. Now, you might wonder why she's in the business then. Yeah, really. But, uh, you know, it was one of, I guess, one of the burdens she bears as a performer. I don't fucking know. Anyway, um, so she said for her... She doesn't feel comfortable posing and smiling and everything. Like, uh, she made the reference to the red carpet, like people have to do on the red carpet so often. Right. Uh, and, and she, she feels awkward doing that. And, and so to beat them to the punch of making her feel awkward, she'll strike an awkward pose. In this case, sticking her tongue out funny. She think, and making a funny face. That way she, because she thinks when they take her picture and it's a serious pose, a serious attempt at smiling or whatever, 
that she thinks it looks funny. And so she wants to make it look funny on her terms by sticking her tongue. This is her, I'm just telling you what she said, okay? I know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just taking just, it all in. I'm just telling you what the girl said. Uh, and then she performed and she, you know, she can sing. She can sing better than I can sing. I'm not going to say she can't sing. She can sing. I, uh, she does not have what I consider to be an interesting, unique, or memorable voice, but she can carry a tune. Right. Okay. So that's what I mean when I say she can sing. Uh, I prefer songstresses or songsters who, uh, there's something unique and different and like appealing about their, yeah, like Adele, uh, or you know, a thousand others I could name. In any case. Taylor Swift. <sighs> <laughs> Let's not go there. So, uh, and then the rest of the, the time, oh, and I found out too that, and I forgot to tell Lacey this because she and I were sort of talking about this when, on the way to the gym today. Um, she is into the adult baby scene where, uh, you, you're, you're giving me a quizzical look. You've not heard about this? I, I, I'm hoping I'm thinking the wrong thing. No, you're not. You're completely thinking the right thing. There are a number of people, probably a huge number of people, who, uh, as adults, like to behave as infants. In some cases, to serious extremes. Like shit themselves? Uh-huh. Yeah. And wearing diapers and being cared for as infants, sucking on binkies, bottle feeding, being fed with a spoon, wearing onesies, and so on, and more. Sleeping in cribs, uh, being babied to ridiculous, for me, from my perspective, ridiculous extremes. Right. And she, and they did not go necessarily into how much into this she's into, except to say she does like to wear onesies. And they had a picture of her in a onesie, uh, with holding, I think, a, some sort of a doll type thing, and with a hat on, being cute. I think her tongue was out in the picture, but I don't honestly recall. And so uh, Ellen, whenever she has a guest, she often gift, gifts them something. Right. And she gifted her a onesie that had Ellen on it or something. And it was like, oh, I know I'll wear this. And it was all. But what I liked about it was Ellen's openness about it. You know, Ellen has had to deal with a lot of, uh, social discrimination right. for her sexuality and her married status and so on. And I thought it was uh, a good example. She set a good example in uh, for the rest of us in terms of tolerance of other people's um, extreme, if you want, lifestyles or just different lifestyles. Uh, the fact that I don't personally want to wear a onesie and have my ass wiped by somebody For is is my problem. She does. Well, oh no, I take that back. I don't know that she does. She does like to wear onesies. I don't know how far into that scene she likes to go. I know from studying it and investigating it that there are people who do go that far and right. farther in terms of uh, how they like to be treated in this thing. You know, they go to work like regular people, but when they come home, they're the baby of the house. That's fucking you know? weird. And it is fucking weird, <laughs> but that's, you know. Again, I thought Ellen's treatment of the whole situation was very open and um, 
like I said, I think she set a good example for the the kind. It wasn't even a tolerant. Uh, uh, it wasn't tolerance. She wasn't displaying tolerance. It was except. Well, I am not even that. Just a, an air of normality. Right. About the whole thing. It wasn't any more different in Ellen's mind in terms of the way she uh, handled the the conversation and the gifting of the onesie and all of that. It didn't seem any more different than if she was talking to anyone else about any other, uh, let's say she's talking to some guy that likes to go fishing, gave him a fishing rod or something right, right. like that. Exactly the same feel right. from it. And, and I appreciated that. In her, and and then when I thought about that, and I thought about the other topics they had discussed, like the tongue and the and the naked on the ball, they they talked about that one too, and and all of the other stuff that she has done recently, uh, it, it was all treated in that same normal way. So so I guess what I'm saying is maybe I'm being a little hard on somebody because they. Behave differently. Than, I was going to say after the interview, you know, do you have a, a new kind of newfound respect for? Her? No, but I have a newfound ability to let her be herself without my saying I think that's wrong. Right. Because I don't think I should be that judge after all. I, I, I whether I would do it or not, whether I, whether I think it's strange or not isn't necessarily something I need to tell people. Everybody can make up their own mind about what they think is strange or not in someone's behavior. And the fact that she does it out in the open in front of everybody because she is a public figure maybe sets her up for more scrutiny. Judgment and maybe not. Maybe maybe not. I don't you know I, I it makes me question my motives for for being so judgmental. So that's kind of what I got out of that show. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm a pretty judgmental person, and I know that about myself. I am. I'm actually very judgmental. Um. And quite opinionated too. No. Yes. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I absolutely am, and, and I'm thinking that's probably not right to be that way so much, because there's a million zillion different ways to be. And just because I wouldn't be that way doesn't mean it's weird or wrong or different or or anything else. It just right. means I wouldn't be that way. Maybe I'm the one that's wrong because I wouldn't be that way. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyhow, that was uh, that was kind of what I got out of it. So you know, I in a way, I guess what I'm saying is I apologize. For being so ju judgmental uh, about her behavior, uh, I I I <clears throat> I know other people agreed with my judgment. Uh, you could see it on the faces of the people watching her in that video. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but just because there's a lot of us that think that that wasn't appropriate behavior doesn't give me the right to openly be judgmental it's um that's almost like mob rule in a way and that's not that's not a good thing to do right in my opinion 
So it's made me stop and, and reevaluate a lot about stuff like that. Yeah. But let's just make this clear. You're not going to run and get her next album. No, and I won't necessarily. I mean, I still don't, I still don't understand the, uh, value of her total nudity in that particular mu- music video where she's riding the ball. Right. Uh, Wrecking Ball, I think is the name of it. Wrecking Ball. Yes. Um, I don't see that it couldn't have been just as effective with some clothing on. Uh, but at the same time, I don't watch the darn things anyhow. So if there are other people who saw it as a valuable artistic contribution, then fine. You know, it's like, uh, uh, what's his face? He used to paint naked women, you know, 500 years ago, for example. You know, in those days, people probably thought the same thing. Well, couldn't right. you have painted them with clothes on, you know? Right. And I can't think of Ru- Ruben, I think. Rubens is the one that painted the the uh, stout women, uh, you know, big, big hips and right, right. whatever, all um, naked and whatnot. And I'm sure that probably in those days, people may have said, well, could they have painted some clothing on them, you know, or some shit like that? So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I think I need to just back away from, from that kind of being judgmental. I don't think it's, I don't think it's healthy for me to be that way. It's kind of like being mean. Right. It's not healthy for me to be mean. I try not to be mean, but that, in a way, being judgmental is a way of being mean. Well, it's kind of like passive aggressiveness, you know? That, and that's pretty much what our show, you know, for a, a good part of our show was just us just being mean. Being mean, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not so sure that that's, you know, uh, and uh, people are probably going to listen to this and go, what the fuck is she talking about? I don't, I don't know how to explain. It's, it wasn't like an epiphany or anything like that. It was just that watching Ellen being so. Tolerant? Again, I, well, no, like the, like I said, the only word I can think of is normal in her discussion of, about everything that they talked about in the show. It, it, it really caught my attention. I, um, I don't know how to describe it other than that. It, it, like I said, it wasn't a matter of being tolerant. Tolerance implies judgment. Right. At the same time. I judge you to be something I have to tolerate. That's not nice. True. Um, accepting also does the same thing because accepting still involves a judgment. Yes. You do or you do not accept. You have made a judgment call. Her, her, uh, she had an ad, I thought an admirable approach insofar as to her, everything they were talking about was as normal as apple pie. That's it. I might pull it up on YouTube and just yeah, kind of you, peek at it a little yeah, bit. Because it, I don't know. Can you get that whole show on YouTube? I'm sure there's, yeah. If you can, that would be probably a, an interesting, and see if you get the same take off of it that, that I did. You know, I, um, 
I, I don't know. It was a real eye-opener for me. It really, really was. I didn't want it to go that way. Right. You know, but I like I said before, I have a lot of respect for Ellen um, because I know she's gone through a lot. She's gone through way more than I even know. You know, I'm just a, a fan. I'm not anyone who knows her or anything else. I only know about her what I hear her say. Right, right. And uh, I know it hasn't been easy for her. I've watched her career over the last several years, and I know it hasn't been easy for her. It hasn't been easy for a lot of people in her s- same uh, situation. It's been very difficult for them. And yet she is the most open and um, normal. <laughs> I hate to use that word. Normal is such a judgmental word, but I don't know how else to describe it. Right. She's, you know, and it, there was absolutely nothing in the way she spoke, nothing in her tone of voice that said anything other than, yeah, this is just a regular other day here on the show. You know, last week we had so-and-so, he talked about uh, buying shoes, and this week we've got so-and-so, and she's talking about riding a ball naked, you know, and tomorrow we'll have somebody, you know. It was all very matter-of-fact. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it it really, really, really made me uh, reevaluate a lot of stuff. And at 73, I think that's good. <laughs> I, I do. I like that. I like that I can do that at my age. I... I Hope to God I'll always be able to do that. There are some things that I go, no, God damn it, this is the way I want it, and that's that. Chairs is one. Okay. <laughs> Certain thing about chairs. Uh, but, you know, I like to, I like that about myself that I can step back and say, wait a minute, you know, you spent 73 years. Yeah, I can, I can, I can become more adaptable. I don't know if the listener could pick that up, but Lacey out in the background said, to Sadie that she adapt. could readapt. Yeah, readapt. And, and, and learn, you know. It, just because I've gotten this far doing it a certain way doesn't mean it's right. Right. You know, that old, it, that old axiom of we've always done it this way, that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> just because you've always done it that way. Hello? You know, maybe there is a better way. So, and then I, I, I too, I have, I've, I've lived through so many phases of social acceptance and social rejection of of the up and coming new whatever we've right. been, you know, that this is, you know, years from now everybody's going to look at just like we do now, you know, when I when I was a kid, I remember when I first heard the word masturbate. I was probably 12 or 13 years old. I'd never heard the word before, and I knew instantly what was meant by the word when I heard it. Interesting. I know, very interesting. Um, and, I, and if I had said that word out loud to my parents, I probably would have bounced for a year. <laughs> my parents were preachers. Well, my mother wasn't. My mother was sort of a lay preacher, so to speak. Dad was a preacher. Okay. My parents were very religious. Right. Masturbate was not in our family vocabulary or even anything like it. I, it, you didn't even say play with anybody because it could be misconstrued. <laughs> yeah. 
so any any sexual anything. No, no. Very we were an asexual family almost in a way. I can, I remember saying something to my folks one time about I said to my dad when I was about 14 or so. I said he said I don't even know how it came up, but my mom and dad slept in separate bedrooms. Uh-huh. Across the hall from one another, and I slept in a bedroom at the end of the hall. And uh, I became concerned one at, at some point in my teen years that my parents were not physically affectionate with one another. And I said, all you ever do is just pat her reassuringly on the behind and go to your own room, you know. And how I ever got the nerve to say that, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, what makes you think that, that once those doors are closed, they stay closed, <laughs> you know. And I thought I took that as a huge uh, uh, acceptance of my growing upness, you right, know, right. for my dad to actually say something that adult to me, you know. And it made me feel good because not that part, but the fact that oh maybe maybe they do get together now and then. I never <laughs> I go to bed, go to sleep. I don't how do I know what goes on across the hall? Right. Know? So, but um. Uh, what, how did I get on that? I fucking no. It's okay. Anyway, yeah, the whole the whole show made me reevaluate. Uh well, I'm gonna be judgmental. Okay, go ahead. I went to the store. I'll probably do it too later on. I'll probably be just as bad as I ever was. I went to the store today. Uh huh. I bought a Twinkie. Did you mm-hmm. a real Twinkie? A real Twinkie. And uh, how was it? I threw half of it away. That bad, huh? Yeah. Well, remember I told you some. We read about somebody ate one of the new ones and said it sucked. It. What happened? Well, I don't know. They were supposed. To, I thought they were supposed to buy the recipe and the rights when the the purchase got made for the Twinkie name and all of that. Well, okay. Maybe they didn't sell them the whole recipe. I guess. Well, first, the first thing I noticed was. The the texture, yeah, of the cream or the cake, both. Uh-oh. But the first thing I noticed was the cake. Yeah, you know, it was very smooth. You know, the cake was just very texture wise. It was smooth. You know, it wasn't kind of lumpy. There was kind of it felt cake? like cake is supposed to be lumpy. No, I'm talking about the Twinkie. You know, oh, it was the just, cream filling. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Um. Oh, I'm busting myself. He, he, sa- he saved you the misery of, of tasting a Nicky Twinkie. The, the cream was, is very, well, before, obviously, it was, like I said, very smooth, very just creamy. But to me, it, it was hard, uh, chunky. The cream or the cake? The cream. Chunky? It, yeah, it was kind of chunky and thick. Ew. I, I this one I literally I, I just took one bite of it, which was half of it, and Ew. I threw the rest away. So I I did that's, not. That sounds nasty. So you can keep your new Twinkies. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I hit the microphone it's again. Okay. One of the things I was sitting there watching you because you you very well, animated is, with your this hand. thing is down. Yeah. And yours is up. What I'm gonna have to do? You have to put this up. Yeah, because usually I do move my, my hands a lot. When I podcast, yeah, I sit there. Normally, yeah. that's where I sit. The only yeah. time I ever sit here is when I'm with you. Oh, okay. So I have it that adjusted to to your yeah to mine. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, this thing's hanging to the, what is this called again? The filter? Pop, pop filter. Yeah. The, the cord or whatever that is for the pop filter is hanging down on my mic and it's up on yours. We need to fix that next time because I do tend to wave my arms around a lot when I talk. Um, I think maybe next time we'll talk about the purge. I think tonight we're going to watch it. Uh, the purge. Uh, the, the purge. It's a new horror flick. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, premises of the movie is once a year, the government just sh- shuts all laws down for one year only. Kind of like this last week. Yeah. <laughs> they, but they, there's nothing, nothing is against the law for one day. Oh. And that God. is their way of like controlling, population control kind of thing. And, uh, <laughs> Jesus. So I, I want to see that. Lacey wants to see it. And, and we're Whose gonna... brilliant idea was that? I don't know. But to me, it sounds good. It, I like those type of things. My goodness. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. To... And then, I don't know. I've, like I said, I've been on a movie kick. I, I've read uh, some comics on, on my phone. I've enjoyed those. Just kind of re recharging that creative battery. You know, because of where I'm going, you know, creatively, and and uh, that's what I've been doing. I like, I've watched way too much Netflix last week. Let me tell yeah. you. Yeah, we watched Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. It was, was on uh, Epic, Epic's movie channel. Now I heard I didn't hear good things about that. I liked it. Ernie liked it too. We thought it was good. Okay. It was. It was. You know. Nice and dark and and entertaining, and I like the guy that played Hansel. Hansel. He's actually in uh, the hot. Avengers. Yeah, he's hot. He's Hawkeye. He's hot. I liked him. Um, Gretel was. She's also hot, as far as that goes. Um, but and the and the the special effects were interesting and entertaining and different. You know. Very I liked, cool. I liked Edward the Troll. He was cool. Well, they made him likable. That's, right. That's, it worked. I liked him. You know, I just, I liked it. I thought it was it was entertaining. Very cool. The only thing I didn't like was Epics, for some reason, will not show their goddamn... Closed captions. Closed captions. Yeah, they we talked about caption that. caption on there, but they won't show it. And I tried to get Verizon to fix me up with that, and they pretended they cared and would, and they didn't. So I give up. But I did watch it anyway. I will occasionally watch a movie without closed captions, but I lose a lot. I had to watch Gravity without without closed captions. Right. And that was extra hard because a lot of time uh, they had a, a space helmet on. Uh-huh. And so it was equally or even more difficult to see their mouths. Because a lot of times when I can't hear what people are saying well, I read their lips. And I sort of put the two together and I come up with mostly what was what said. What they said, yeah. And, uh, but in this case, it was even more difficult because I could learn any lips to read, so it was hard. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, watching a cartoon without closed captions. Right. Cartoon people don't have, don't, you can't read their lips. No. Because they don't move their mouths like people do. Even the ones where they try to do that. <clears throat> like North Pole is one. Um, they they used that um, 
animation technique, Tom Hanks movie where Polar he, Express. That, yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't know exactly what the technique is called, but they they actually animated use or use their animating devices on real people. Right. Somehow or other it all came out. So their their mouths kind of do move like people's mouths do, even though they're animated people. But other than that, like, you know Yeah, when you have pencil to paper animation, you're not yeah, gonna like get Pokemon's that. mouth doesn't work right. Right. <laughs> Stuff like that. So. What's up with Pokemon? You're actually the third person I've heard today or not today, but this week talk about Pokemon. I don't know. I just happened to think of Pokemon. <laughs> well, I was going to say Bugs Bunny, but I couldn't remember really how Bugs Bunny's mouth works. But Pokemon's mouth just goes, nah, 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 like yeah. that, regardless of what he says. You know. Well, not that I've ever really watched that that much. Ernie had, oh, I don't know what. He was looking for something to watch one day, and he turned on this movie that had Pokemon. And I told him, you know, that's the one that, you know, Jay has issues with sometimes. Right. And... um so we were watching it for a couple of minutes, and I I wonder what he's seeing in this, you know, because I, I was bored stiff, but, you know, and then finally he changed it, and I go, well, were you enjoying that? He goes, no, not really. I just wanted to see what it was all about, you know. That Pokemon was in that, you know. Uh, I don't know. That's uh, more of a kid's thing. I was going to say, it's I, I think he might be seeing something other than that, but that's probably the best way for him to describe what he, he was seeing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, and we like animated features a lot, but we don't care for Pokemon. No, never have. Okay, on that happy note, <laughs> that's it for this done week. done already? Yes. Jeez, time flies when you're having fun. I am David K. Montoya. And I am S.C. Burbank. So you heard what we think, and now you know. Good night. Good night, everybody. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's the up. Let's actually make some. <laughs> and see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.